بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد قال الله تعالى اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا من يرتد منكم عن دينه فسوف ياتي الله بقوم يحبهم ويحبونه اذلة على المؤمنين عزة على الكافرين وقال تعالى يا ايها الناس انا خلقناكم من ذكر وانثى وجعلناكم شعوبا وقبائل لتعارفوا ان اكرمكم عند الله اتقاكم وقال تعالى فلا تزكوا انفسكم هو اعلم بمن اتقى صدق الله العظيم Continuing with the chapter which deals with humility and lowering one's wings before the believers. As is the practice of Imam Nawi rahimahullah in order to illustrate the meaning and the importance of whatever heading he has given a particular chapter. He begins the introduction with a few verses from the Qur'an in support of the concept that is being promoted. The first verse we already discussed, وَخْفِضْ جَنَاحَكَ لِمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The next verse, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O people of Iman, O people of faith, مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِ Those who will turn away amongst you from your religion. This word, irtadda, in other words, become murtad. Abandon your faith, become apostate. Allah Ta'ala cautions the believers that do not feel that your iman, your deen, your religion is your own achievement. Or that this in any way puts you in a position when, na'uzu billah, you can dictate to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala cautions and warns them that, O oh, you who believe, if you will turn away, then فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ Soon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace you with another nation, with another group of people. And then Allah ta'ala describes these people, the first quality which Allah ta'ala describes them with, يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ They love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them. أَذِلَّةً أَذِلَّةٍ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ عِزَّةٍ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ This word أَذِلَّة literally comes from the word ذَلِيل ذَلِيل normally has a negative connotation that is a person is disgraced however in this con- context it doesn't mean disgraced أَذِلَّةٍ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ literally disgrace themselves before the believers, in other words, humble themselves, lower themselves, negate themselves. In their dealing with the believers, the connotation here is they are kind towards the mu'mineen, soft, soft-natured towards the believers. They are humble towards the believers. Aizzatin alal kafirin, And they are stern in their dealings with the non-believers, in other words, with those who oppose Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and those who oppose the believers. 
So from this introduction, we, Allah Ta'ala tells us that those who will abandon their religion, turn their backs on following Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and assisting Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the true believers, Allah Ta'ala says that we will replace you, we will bring another nation. And then the qualities of them are introduced in this way that they love, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them. So from this we learn that whatever qualities these people have, these qualities are such that they will attract and draw the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are qualities that we have to aspire towards. What are the qualities? Just to reiterate, أَذِلَّةٍ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ عِزَّةٍ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ they are kind, they are soft-natured, they are compassionate, they are humble when they deal with their fellow believers, and they are stern with the disbelievers, in other words, those who oppose Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the true companions. The next verse of the Qur'an, very, very famous verse, we would have heard this verse in many, many bayans, and we would have heard this verse on many, many occasions wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhan nas, O people, Inna khalaqanakum min dhakari wa untha. Verily, we have created you from one male and one female. Mufassirin explain two meanings are given here where Allah ta'ala says that we have created you from one male and one female. The one meaning is, obviously, humanity, its inception occurred from Adam alayhi salam and Hawa alayhi salam. This was the father and mother of humanity. So, dhakarin wa untha, male and female, refers to Adam and Hawa alayhi salam. The other meaning which also fits in this context which Mufassirin have given, in other words, the basic gender, that generally male and female, father and mother come together, this coupling obviously results in a child being born. So a general meaning that you have been created from one male and one female, in other words, you have been created from a father and mother. وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلْ لِتَعَارَفُوا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we thereafter we made you into families and into tribes لِتَعَارَفُوا so that you recognize one another. So what is this verse of the Qur'an teaching us? This verse of the Qur'an eradicates this concept or idea that if you belong to a particular tribe or a particular language group or to a particular race or a particular nationality that this by itself, in any way, allows you to become arrogant and allows you to look down upon the next person, where you feel that because of your color, you are superior to him, or because of your family background, you are superior to him, or because of where, which part of the world you may come from. This somehow or the other allows you to feel that you are superior one over the other. This verse was, as so far as when this verse was revealed, we find that there are several narrations in this regard. There's one very interesting incident also, on which occasion Mufassirin say that this verse of the Qur'an was revealed. And this was on the occasion of the conquest of Makkah. 
where now the first azan of Islam is going to be called out. And obviously that honor is something that will be recorded for posterity. That Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam having been persecuted 13 years in Makkah Mukarramah after Taif the situation had become so so difficult so hard upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he couldn't even enter back into Makkah. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to seek protection from someone before he could enter back into Makkah after Taif. He approached few people, Mutaim bin Adi and others, As bin Wail, that give me some sort of guarantee of protection so that I may enter Makkah uh, Mukarramah. Each one of them refused. Finally, it was Mutaim bin Adi who accepted and allowed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa under his protection to enter into Makkah Mukarramah. Thirteen years like passed like this, persecution, hardship, difficulty. Nabi Pak Salaam leaves Makkah. Ya Makkah, ma atiyabaki min baladin wa ahabbaki ilayhi lawla, ilayya lawla anna qawmi akhrajuni minki lama sakantu ghayraki. With tears in his eyes, looking back at Makkah, Mukarramah, what a beautiful, what a sacred, what an honorable place you are. If my nation had not disbarred me and ostracized me, and in fact removed me physically from you, I would never have went anywhere else. On that occasion, the verse of the Qur'an was revealed, إِنَّ الَّذِي فَرَضَ عَلَيْكَ الْقُرْآنَ لَرَادُّكَ إِلَى مَعَاد That Allah who ordained the Qur'an upon you is going to return you back to Makkah Mukarramah. In other words, now victorious. He will bring you back victorious. So this was a prophecy. And it was a prophecy, a verse that was revealed in a time when it was inconceivable, impossible, that how can he ever return back victorious in his lifetime when he has been banished under these circumstances? Yet, obviously, this came to pass. And Nabi Pak enters Makkah Mukarramah in the eighth year of Hijrah, victorious occasion of Fatih Makkah. And as I mentioned, now the azan will be called out from the roof of the Kaaba. So who is this honor going to go to? Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam announces that where is Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu if you look at his background generally society accords honor and status based on what? based on a person's race based on a person's language based on a person's financial situation based on a person's family connections if you look at all these aspects by which society normally accords position and status Bilal radiallahu was zero in every regard. He was a slave, Abyssinian slave. Father's name was known, beyond that the name also was not known. No family connections whatsoever. And a slave obviously is not going to have wealth, opposition, etc. Yet, in the eyes of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, status and honor will not be measured in that regard. It's other criteria, what is inside the person. So Nabi Pak announces where is Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This was a very, very bitter pill for the kuffar of Makkah to swallow. That an Abyssinian slave will be given this type of honor that he's going to stand on the Kaaba and for the first time in history call out the Azan of Islam. So Atab bin Usaid bin Abil Is, Harith bin Hisham, 
Abu Sufyan bin Harb and others, they are sitting at the back of the, of the, of the Kaaba. As yet, they had not accepted Islam. But, but uh, they had not accepted Islam, but Nabi Pakistan had given the guarantee of safety and security. So, because Kufr was still in their hearts at that time, they started passing remarks, whispering amongst themselves about this. Atta bin Usaid bin Abil Is says that Alhamdulillah alladhi qabada abi qabla hadha al-yawm. says, all praise is due to Allah who took my father away before he could see this day that a black man will call out the azan on the Kaaba. Harith bin, uh, Harith bin Hisham, the brother of Abu Jahal, he says, ma wajada Muhammad ghayra hadha al-ghrab al-aswadi mu'adhina. Literally translated, that could not Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa find anyone else besides this black crow to call out the azan. Insulting remarks like that were passed. Abu Sufyan, although he had not revealed his Islam, the seeds of Iman and Islam were there in his heart. So when they passed these very, very hurtful and rude comments, he said, I'm going to keep silent, I'm not going to say anything to support what you people are saying. He says, because I fear that the Rabb of Muhammad will reveal to him what we are saying. And exactly like that, we find that if we have to analyze this incident, who is being insulted? Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. And Bilal, from a social position, zero. Financial position, zero. Family connection, zero. Yet, his maqam, his status, in the eyes of Allah and his Rasul sallallahu is such, that these insults reach the arsh of Allah. And Jibreel is sent on that occasion, according to some of us, with this verse of the Qur'an. That, Ya ayyuhal nas, inna khalaqnaakum min dhakari wa untha, wa ja'alnaakum shu'uba wa qaba'ila lita'arafu, inna akramakum, inna allahi atqaakum, inna allaha alimun khabir. That, O people, verily we have created you from one male and one female, and we have made you into families and into tribes so that you recognize one another. The more, what family or what tribe you belong to or what language you speak does in no way allow you to be to claim superiority one over the other. The only basis of superior, superiority in akramakum indallahi atqaqum. The most honored, the most superior amongst you in the eyes of Allah is the one with the most taqwa. The one with the most fear and consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his heart. And who that person is, you don't know. Inna Allaha alimun khabir. Allah knows. Why? Because you and I can't see into the hearts of one another. That occasion, Ghalib and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uttered those words that Inna Allah qad adhaba ankum aibat al-jahiliya wa ta'adhumaha bi'abaiha wa ummahatiha. That Islam, Allah has brought to an end this concept of ignorance that any one of you can claim to be superior one over the other because of your family or your language or your background, etc. People are only two in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala. Rajulun barrun taqi, karimun Allah. One who has taqwa, who is obedient to Allah, he is honored. Rajulun fajirun shaqi, hayyunun Allah. And the other is fajir, inside is empty. He has no value in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. Kullukum banu Adam, 
All of you are the children of Adam salam, and Allah created Adam salam from sand. So don't feel that because of your lineage or background, this gives you a claim superiority one over the other. This verse of the Quran is revealed and this entire conversation is related by Jibreel alayhi salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam sends for Atta bin Usaid bin Abil Is, sends for Haris bin Hisham. And he said that you said this and you said this and you said this. There and then, each one of them recites the shahadat, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu annaka rasulullah. That we bring iman because we know for a fact we were whispering amongst them ourselves, only Allah could have informed you of what we spoke. And that you are the true Nabi of Allah and they make tawbah and they repent for the comments that they made against Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And what is the inference? That Bilal is the most superior amongst you because he has the most taqwa and inna Allah alimun khabir and Allah knows what is inside. Allah give us to fix my love.